was presented. I was on call of duty, and I answered the call for duty. I would get by insect. I would be distracting all of them with this horn while the people are their voices and causing chaos by sending letters, by filing lawsuits, by subpoenas, by FOIAs, by resistance. Those that want control. And so while they're busy mitigating their side hating them for the war, and the other people filing lawsuits, standing up, uniting in one voice, countering that chaos, taking out the judges that shouldn't be there, Suddenly, I would probably, in my script, get Biden-Sec and enter Kamala Harris. When things are getting even worse in Afghanistan, no one is obedient to facts, mandates, and passports. There's a rip and a tear, and suddenly if you get sick, you mean you kick them out. She comes in, I don't think so. You want that woman? But in the meantime, unity is important. Unity across our nation is important. They have deployed all assets. This is full-blown information warfare. They're destroying America, and you can see it. But what you must have is faith in humanity faith in yourself and remember united we are unstoppable so it's about time we get off our knees and stand up and you realize just how minuscule they are because it's about to get really really ugly and you have the choice to either bend the knee and roll over because you think you lost and regret it here. Because people can make plans. But God also makes plans. While they would want to live the streets with blood, these people, the martyrs, that won't happen. It's 2021. Been around this block before. One voice, strong, together. From now until the end of October, there will be full-blown chaos. It will be a difficult, difficult entry into fall. Because fall is exactly what you will see. The cabal will begin to fall. It's still going, and it will get really, really ugly. Boot on your face. What you are seeing across the world, do not think that will not come to you. Keep your head down. Head down. Head down. Do you stand firm? Hold the line. The line. The line. The line. There are many more of you out there than you think, and there are many that are going to be joining the ranks very, very soon. They're about to get fed up. Pay attention to what I just told you. If I wrote that script, this is the way it would go. It's up to you to know. No one else. 
the only one I can know. Light's still there. God wins. God wins. Just meditate, you're waking up now, well, baby, you hella late Educate, look at what's going on, let it resonate, accelerate Find your inner hunger like you never ate Agenda is to push the hate, separate, segregate, don't celebrate Quite yet the storm is coming, cue for heaven's sake Violence that they demonstrate, instigate and penetrate The values of our country and our God is what they desecrate My fighters ain't no featherweight Pulling out the seams of the fabric that they fabricate They feed us lies, manipulate Intimidate through fear and force Forcing us to sit and wait Till we come together, congregate Then we liberate Praying that you give me strength To find some love amongst the hate Marching on the streets of blood Till I see the golden gates Troubadour, troubled souls One of God's servants Blades out, cut the grass Till we see the servants One day, I hope you see the truth this puppet show is based on because of you fools. We've been dancing with the devil way too long. I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues. Oh, God, come back home. This crazy world is filled with We need you now before we're too far gone I hope one day they finally see the truth God, we need you now Although the truth is hard to swallow, just digest it Suspect that something's going on Chosen, just neglected Deflected by some breaking news Always just accepted Expected just to fall in line and follow their perspective Don't question their objective I got a lot of questions How these kids molested but nobody's been arrested Read it in the testament These children are protected So I'm fighting all these terrorists Both foreign and domestic Refuse to be directed Lying out of sheep Only kneel to my God So I'm dying on my feet uh, Silence when we speak But there's violence in the street I've been rolling with the punches I can't take it, it's only cheap now Drink from a glass half full, I'm optimistic People are sadistic, so vicious and malicious Praying for assistance to overcome my position No, I'm gonna start resisting and then I pray for forgiveness One day, I hope you see the truth This puppet show is days on because of you fools We've been dancing with the devil way too long I know it's fun, but get ready to pay your dues Oh God, come back home This crazy world is filled with lies and abusers We need you now before we're too far gone I hope one day they finally see the truth. God, we need you now. We need you now. 
it show it stays on because of you fools we've been dancing with the devil way too long i know it's fun but get ready to play your dues oh god Whoever you believe is your God, we definitely need them now. Um, I found that acoustic version on YouTube and I thought I would share it. Welcome everyone and happy Labor Day. Um, today we have a few things to talk about, but before we start talking about the uh, massive national rollout for these lawsuits and kind of walking you guys through, for those of you that aren't in the state of Ohio or Kentucky and Louisiana that are going to be the next states filing this week, um, I thought I would walk you through it so we understand exactly what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, I did make one big mistake. <laughs> I decided that I was going to answer a couple messages on Facebook. And, you know, I'm, I don't like Facebook because people on Facebook are different, right? They're very, um, I don't know. I got the nosy Nancy's sending me messages like who's in my town and what's their name and do they have kids there i wonder if it's the person that i do play group with and i'm like look lady i don't know what town you're from you know because this is like a general ohio group so whatever and then i got someone else like yeah we're doing it too we're like it's four of us and we're with the lawyer and i was like yo we already have everything set up. We even, as the state of Ohio, the people, all of us have chipped in and put $20 each to create a fund just for our state. So for those that can't file or won't file, because a lot of people have backed out for whatever reason. And we'll, and we'll talk about that a little bit today. Um, uh, you know, maybe your grandma, maybe you don't have kids, maybe, uh, you know, uh, you don't, whatever your situation is, right? Whatever it is people are chipping in 20 bucks and now we've got a fund that's paying for all these filing fees because they're $402 each plus another 200 to print all that stuff and then process serving. But I think all of us will be each other's process servers. We're going to enjoy doing it too. Um, so we'll talk about that um, today. Uh, but I thought it would be interesting for us to understand a few things in regards to truth and what exactly is going on. And Labor Day is a great time to kind of put it out there. Uh, you know, one thing that a lot of people need to understand is that the policies that are now being implemented across all these schools, some of them are even mandatory vaccines, are not just for the money that they're getting remunerated for implementing these, uh, you know, of darkic uh, type of uh, mandates when they don't even have a right to mandate. Uh, but the unions are behind this. And we've talked about unions. We were here in 2020, early, uh, well, mid-2020, and right before the elections where Millie Weaver, Gavin, Patrick, myself, Scott Bennett, all of us 
part of the Quig team uh, were telling you and showing you how they were organizing with the unions. The AFL-CIO, we all saw their plan step by step to actually alter the election results. And now what you're going to see is that the Federation of the Teachers Unions are behind all of this. They're the ones that are forcing all of these and they're standing behind it and kind of almost blackmailing. If you don't put masks on the kids, if you don't contact trace, if you don't quarantine, if you don't vaccinate them, we go on strike. And I say, sure, go ahead. We don't need teachers like that. And here's what the bottom line is. As I've said, before the ink was dry upon the signing of this amazing constitution, they were already finding strategies and ways to destroy it, to destroy every right that we have been provided with with that document. And the way they did it is by not pushing ideas that are crazy like they are now, but the way they did it is by convincing you that you're doing good. And so gave birth to the unions, which, as I've said many, many times before, the road to hell is never paved with bad intentions. It's always with good ones. And that is how this all started. See, a lot of us are talking about rights and we want to do what's right and we want to do this. You know, a lot of people took this vaccine because they wanted to do what's right. I know that my former priest did. Healthy, fit man. He could probably run a 20-year-old in circles, right? He was pumping iron. He was healthy. And I know for a fact he had COVID in January of 2020 because I stayed at his house before I moved to Ohio uh, overnight. And I bought him a bunch of cuties and he felt great the day after and told me that was fantastic. But for his parish, he took it because everyone's scared. You know, they believe the media. And as a good priest, he did. And, you know, standing, getting ready for service on Sunday, he just went just like that. Just like that. Stroke, heart attack. I mean, we know the side effects. And that's the thing. When something has so many side effects, you should have a choice if you want to put it in your body. Now, a lot of people are claiming, oh, all the Trumpies don't want it. No, it's across the spectrum. I, I, it, it totally negates everything that someone says when they make up these terms. I want to show you guys what went on. Again, a clip from Broken Anthem in Washington. Take a look. I promise that this message will be short, sweet, simple. My name is Daniel. Man, no, no, no particular organization. However, these are my kids. Anyone in the building, I want you to know that these are my kids. That's simple. 400 plus years of slavery, my family fought already for civil rights. I think at the age of 30, I'll be fighting for my human rights. You are not allowed to put anything in me or my kids. That's simple. My body. My body. I see so many, so, so many superheroes out here. My one in particular works for Providence. He's being forced to get this uh this disease planted inside of her body or else she'll lose her job and i'll tell you right now we'll take that chance <laughs> only a coward will force you to comply can you say that with me only a coward i have people in spokane my, my uncle who's a police officer he 
will not comply. My uncle, if you fight enough, will not comply. People who work for Providence or for the schools will not comply. I don't know about you, but we are not afraid to not comply. Oh, my kids, are you afraid to not comply? No. Are you afraid to not comply? Are you afraid to not comply? No. I need everybody, the message is simple. We are the first line of defense, and we'll be the last line of defense. Stay strong, stay focused, trust in God. And like I said, at the age of 30, I didn't think I'd be going with my ancestors here for civil rights, fighting for human rights. But I promise you, I'll go to my grave fighting for them. So that's what my thing is. Thank you. How magnificent was that to see people stand up? Because I, I've, I've actually told you, and some of you saw it, I was actually quite shocked how at my daughter's school, uh, the people at the school board were asking them to do something, right? As if they have the authority to implement a mandate in the first place. Like, how does that even happen? Where's your spine? You know, and I say this again, and people don't like it, right? It's your fault. We're in this mess because of you. You were too busy with life, too busy with picking out your backsplash, too busy with hanging out with your friends, too busy watching shit on your DVR to even focus on who's running your school, what they're doing, how much money they're getting, what's being done. And now in this information war, right, in this information war, and I called it in March, beginning of March, actually, I think it was the end of February. I called it an infodemic. This is an infodemic. It has nothing to do with science, but information that is sick. They have you running in circles. Mask, no mask. Vax, no mask. No vax. Well, what if the vaccination is because they wanted to just get people in there and test it, and then, you know, some people may die because it's new technology, but then they're going to release something really lethal, and if you're unvaccinated, you're all going to die, so what do you do? Oh, maybe you should pick this one or not that one, and it's like, stop. Your body is a temple. Let me tell you something. We've, we've covered this before. Disease is a choice of weapon for eons. We've seen it throughout history, and yet here we are. Here we are. So is it really overdriving? My microphone is. Um, is someone having a problem with my microphone? I just saw something like that coming in. Okay. No. Okay. Just a tad. Okay. <laughs> I guess I will do that. Is that better? All right. So uh, where we're at right now is because of all this confusion, this confusion and people wanting to be first, like, shut up. We're all doing this together. Like, you know, and I felt like uh, one person felt like I was being rude when she messaged me from this Ohio parent group. Like, I want to know what you're doing because four of us are doing it. I was like, yeah, well, um, okay, wait, let me read you the message and you could tell me if I was being rude. I'm not going to call the person out, but I just want to show you where the mentality is of people sometimes when they're having conversations. Um, they were like, Hey there. Um, I saw your posts. We have, um, are you able to share some more information when I already shared my whole lawsuit? Um, are you able to share some more? We're going to the board of education tomorrow to find out recall information. That's great, but that isn't what we should be doing. The board of education of your state is not something that you're going to recall right now. Right now you need to take over your board in your school district, right? 
because it doesn't matter what the board of education says. Your board in your school district is the last line of defense. So you want to snatch that up. I didn't want to insult and say, oh, that's great. And I said, oh, we're not recalling anyone. We're actually filing federal lawsuits. Uh, we filed one. And tomorrow there will be more within that district. Um, we'll be downtown by Superior. There'll be parents from other school boards. We'll be filing the same identical federal lawsuit against their school board. Are you working with constitutional attorneys? What legal team is helping? Obviously, this person didn't even bother to read it. And and, and I, I was... <laughs> I was like, um, did an attorney file the case? No, we are as individuals. When the trial happens, we'll have attorneys ready to hop on. You do understand that this is highly politicized. No attorney wants to touch this. This is heading into the territory for mandatory vaccines too. This is the first step to avoid issues with our attorneys being disbarred, being bought out, being put in a box. They'll make an appearance right before our complaints are heard. To beat a corrupt system, you must use the system against itself. Oh, I'm very aware how to fight. We're all in the same fight. I'm just simply asking for input of what others are doing since we're preparing to take action against four school districts. Have a good one. And I was like, okay, then why did you ask if you're aware of it? I'm very confused at your response. You know, there's over 800 people now filing lawsuits in Ohio. You know, I thought you wanted to file one too. I must have missed it. Why are you being so rude? See, this is the problem. People want to, they think their idea is great. It's like, let's all get together and have ideas together, right? And this is the problem that I had. I don't have the time to have conversations individually with, you know, people that are coming on now because we've been trying to reach out to other people and that has been stymied, right? Um, <laughs> you should have typed slower for her. No, look. She meant well, I guess, but I guess she's, she's, she's used to the Facebook. Let me hold your hand. Like if I read you some of these messages I got, you'd totally flip your, you'd be like, Tori, how are you reading this? I was, it's a good thing. My Tesla can drive for me because I had it on auto drive <laughs> while I was reading the comments. And I was like, yeah, I'm not answering that, not answering that. And then I just put the link in the page because there's a lot of parents that are lost and they feel like they can't do anything. And this is what I wanted to talk about a little bit, right? I've said this before about time. If you stop for a second and you try to hear, listen, see, smell, or taste the past, you can't, right? Or the future, you can't. Because it's all happening at the same time. Every second that goes by is your past. It's now that matters. People that say, oh, at some point I'll be ready. I'll be able to enjoy life later, right? I'm going to do this and do that. Um, and later I will enjoy the spoils of my work. See, that's the biggest lie ever. <laughs> you got to do it now. You got to be happy in what you're doing. We have all been indoctrinated to like, think about it this way. I'll be completely candid today. So you wake up in the morning, right? You have to think. I know a lot of you will be like, I woke up in the morning. I had some coffee. It's Labor Day. So maybe you guys are working off 
whatever you ate yesterday, maybe watch some TV, did a little bit of research, maybe read a newspaper, watch some TV, watch a movie, something, right? But when you look at it and you've described what you've done for the day, it's really not important. It's really not important. It's just motions. I can tell you when I woke up this morning, my back ached, right? I was in pain, but um, I could smell um, an aroma, a new aroma. These are the things I pay attention to when you ask me about my day. Uh, I could smell an aroma. I remember as I was um, running around doing errands, um, yes, on Labor Day, <laughs> um, I could smell dead animal on the road. Um, I love the way the sun was and the way it was peeking through the clouds. Um, I love the way my daughter, when she got dressed and she hugged me, I love the way her hair smelled from the shampoo. Um, I, um, I love the way, uh, my, uh, first snack of the day, which was at like three 30 guys today, I was hangry like nobody's business. I had forgotten to eat. I'd been up since 6am and I forgot to eat. I didn't even have a proper coffee because I love heavy cream in my coffee. So I hadn't had a real coffee till about 3.30. So all I did <laughs> was work. But when you asked me to recall my day, I could tell you, oh, you know, my headphones were on too loud and I could hear me clicking. Or when I was um, trying to pull the data, it was really cool to hear the <laughs> the fan on my hard drive going, and I'm like, yeah, come on, old boy, let's go. Those are the things that we should be focusing on. The things that you can't describe. The feelings you have as your day goes through. So my feelings of the day were, I feel sad. I have thousands of people daily trying to reach out to me and I try to reach back out to them. I've been talking with, uh, you know, a lot of journalists. I've been working on things that are happening that we're not doing together, but they're happening. I've been messaging people for information and assistance. I've been reaching out to get more information on other things. You know, my day is full. I, I, I think when I spoke with one, one of the lawyers, I think it was Grant, I was like, I'm so hangry right now. He was hearing me order coffee and I was like, I'm clenching my fist. That's how pissed I am. Um, and more so I was angry because of people wearing their masks and I would tell them, you look like loser. You're a loser. You're making it difficult for everyone. Take off that mask. It doesn't work. I'm angry. Probably because I was hangry. The minute I got the croissant in me, felt a little bit better. Um, but this is how our feelings drive our day and how we perceive things. It's almost impossible to understand life until you're dead. Right? It is. Because if we're dead honest with each other, your future is being dead. At some point, you're going to die. So it has no point in you planning for tomorrow because I'm pretty sure Father Stacy and that other young lady from Portland that died after being vaccinated, right? Um, all these people, we're going to be hearing a lot about this, um, you know, in the coming months. Um, 
they all had plans for tomorrow, but they didn't have, they didn't have a tomorrow. What you, we need to do is understand what's important right now and what we can do right now. That is what we have to do. Tomorrow saying, oh, we're going to do this, or I'm going to have that, or I'm going to cook this, or I'm going to call that person, is in a position, you're putting yourself in a position of putting off something. Now, having said that, we are tomorrow filing because we can't file today because we're not allowed to electronically file because we're mere citizens and the court system do not allow mere citizens to have direct access. They want you to pay lawyers that are controlled by the Bar Association and can get nice deals in order to structure it. Because remember, every single case we're filing is going to be case law. Therefore, it makes the law. This is why it's difficult when you understand the power of now, the power of you, and the power of action, then it happens. Now, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you get into a certain age, you realize what's important and and what you should be doing. Kids, for example, what's important to them is, I don't know, the latest app, game, freaking hairstyle, earrings, for the younger ones, it's the toys. I mean, it's, speaking of toys, I mean, how many of you have not seen advertisements for Christmas toys? I mean, don't they usually bombard us with it in like July, August? What happened? They're starting Christmas decorations in September, but there's no toys, right? It's, uh, it's really hard. I think it's really hard. So the only place to begin is now. And the only thing that we can do is to do things we know are true. It is what do you know is true. What you know is true is that your school board is controlled by you and no one else. What they tell you is, is that you have to wait for elections. <laughs> Actually, you can change all that too, right? That's the thing. It's on a local level. Just because it says elections, you could be like, nah, man, we're all going to vote. If you've got kids, right, and you're a taxpayer, you get to vote, and we're going to do it in paper. It's not a lot of us, right? It's not a lot of us. Let's do it. People can change the things that they know are true. So what do you know is true? What you know is true is that your school board is your school board. Nobody else's. Not Dominions, not Heart Inner Civics, not Sequoia, not ESNS, not any, you know, smart city bullshit, not any data driven application. It's yours because it deals with your child. Your school board is not controlled by the Ohio or Kentucky or whatever state you're in, Federation of Teachers. They can go. They get paid with our tax dollars. Don't like them? Get rid of them. And yes, like Patrick Berge said, it's clear force. <laughs> it's none of their business. Your school board is yours. And this is what we must focus on. What is what we know is true, what we know we can touch and change. So as we see, we're changing. But remember, every time you attempt change, others are there to take your change and twist it. Huh? Boy, 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 does it happen. So for us to understand that better and understand how they take something so amazing and so incredible that was created for you, the people, and twisted to their liking, we're going to start with a little bit of a history. 
lesson. I guess we should look at the history of labor unions. Here's a short clip. Abolishes the prevailing wage. That's what the abolition will do. Unless you make your wants and your rights known. And you can't do it unless you organize. The workers of this country want representation. They want organization. They want participation. They want protection. They want employment. And they're going to have those things through the leadership and the instrumentality of this new labor movement that you're forging. Instead of a thousand craft unions segregating the workers, the CIO meant one big union for every major industry. Organize the unorganized. Huddlers and furnace men in the steel mills. Deckhands, stokers, oilers aboard the merchant ships. Roustabouts and riggers in the oil fields. Zinc miners, lead miners, copper miners. Rubber workers. Electrical workers. The amalgamated organizing cotton garment workers in Pennsylvania, New England, and the Prairie States. Organizing laundry workers, cleaners and dyers, retail clerks. Providing the manpower and the money to organize a textile workers union. Now, if you want higher wages, let me tell you what to do. You got to talk to the workers in the shop with you. You got to build you a union, got to make it strong. But if you all stick together, boys, it won't be long. You get shorter hours, better working conditions, vacations to pay, take your kids to the seashore. It ain't quite this simple, so I better explain just why you got to ride on the union train. Because if you wait for the boss to raise your pay, we'll all be awaiting till Judgment Day. We'll all be buried. Gone to heaven. St. Peter will be the straw boss end. Now you know you're underpaid, but the boss says you ain't. He speeds up the work till you're about to faint. You may be down and out, but you ain't beaten. You can pass out a leaflet and call a meet and talk it over. Which side are you on? Which side are you on? My daddy was a mother and I'm a mother's son. And I'll stick with the union till the soul is won. Which side are you on? 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 We have been down here for five days. What do you say, boys? This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream waters. This land was made for you and me. As I went walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me that golden valley. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land. From California to the New York Island. From the Redwood Forest to the 
Memorial Day, 1937. Hold on a second. I want you guys to see that again. I don't know if you guys missed it. The psyop. Hold on. I'm going to pause it when you see the woman fiddling her fingers on the floor. Six hundred arrested. This land was made for you and me. As I went walking that ribbon of highway, I saw above me that endless skyway. I saw below me. Looks like BLM riots. This land was made for you and me. This land is your land. This land is my land. Uh, you guys are seeing that guns are being shot. I'm just pointing that out. California to the New York Island, from the Redwood Forest to the Gulf Stream Memorial Day. Okay, now I want you guys and those of you that are listening on iHeart and uh, TuneIn and Apple Podcasts, I want you to look. Um, I'm going to describe it. But for those of you that are watching on Twitch, Trovo, and Facebook, if they allow me to stream, um, at the bottom of the screen, you're going to see a woman laying down. She looks like she was hurt, and then she's, like, fiddling her fingers, and then someone says something to her, and she plays dead. Pay attention. Right here. Look at right here where I'm showing. Just look right there. And then she lays back down. So amalgamated in union. See, this is how um, those that are in control took control of corporations to uh, then own them right, to then own them. So they created the Amalgamated Unions, which is Amalgamated Bank, which funds all the DNC and some RNC um, campaigns for free. All the union dollars are used for that. Yeah, it looked like she was doing her nails. Everything is a show. See, we've been duped for so long that we don't even know what the truth looks like anymore. And that's what's incredible. Amalgamated Bank, I've written a ton of articles about that. I've showed you how they've been funneling money. They were funding everything. They've just been funding everything. And so the unions, as we know, Trumpka's dead. And that just came on the heels of Jimmy Hoffa's anniversary death. So weird, right? So bizarre. But what we have here is a takeover of um, para-government organizations that actually are corporations. That while you think you're in a union because it protects you, have you ever seen the collaborative agreements that teachers unions have? They have them by the cojones. I saw the um, bargaining agreement uh, that the teachers union of my daughter's school has. And there's a section there, clearly, that, that states that, you know, if they feel like it, they can actually, you know, psych put a teacher through psychiatric evaluation themselves you know so if a couple of your teacher friends don't like you they can actually commit you I, I kid you not it's like in there and I'm like who would sign that so most of the teachers so I would say about 30% of the teachers that actually got into teaching because they like to teach and they're good at it are also told what to say um, the Mayfield school district, they have some guy who's an English teacher that runs the site and it tells them how they have to push CRT, how they push minority stuff, how they have to push LGBTQ stuff, how they have to do it. Cause the teachers union call to action comes in. They have to because, or else, you know, maybe they might commit them because they can't. 
And that's the thing. Nobody reads that. They're like, yeah, I have a union. It's a great pension. And then I get all this. It's not a great pension. I'm telling you this right now. Any of you that have paid unions, if you can pull your union shit out right now, I would totally recommend you do that because those accounts are empty. Back into read my articles. Back in 2011, um, they saw that they were writing out articles to all these Democrats as loans, and they were using the union funds for it, and they could not cover their position. And that's when Wilbur, who President Trump had appointed as um, Secretary of Commerce, swooped in with Bill Clinton's buddy and gave him the money so that, you know, the SEC would go away. Well, if you check their books now, it's empty. All the unions are dry. If you're paying union dues, damn, you don't have shit. So if there's a way that you can get a big fat union check, that's great. But I'm telling you right now, please do not rely on your union dues because they aren't there. You have to think. $3 trillion cares and a couple trillion for the ARP and some other spending bills there did. Where do they get that money? Social Security and there you go. That's all I needed to say on that. Now, Labor Day, labor union membership and why, you know, it exists. This is what Labor Day is about. The labor unions and the people that work and how incredible it is. It was the way that the powers that be took harness of businesses and own them. You don't want someone that makes steel and a shit ton of money not aligned with your philosophy now, do you? You don't want that lumber mill to not do what you say. Hey, we're going to promote this. We need to be woke. Uh, and you say, no, it's a big problem for them. So they own you. This is how it works. That's what unions are. Control over the business via the people who think they're doing it for their betterment when in fact they're embettering the people that do not have their best interests in mind. John Henry was still driving balls. I've played men like Tom Jefferson, Andrew Jackson, Lincoln, all of them heroes defending American freedom. There are Americans still carrying on that fight in Idaho where citizens want the right to work without being forced to join a union. Now, as a former union president, I believe Americans should be free to choose. Should we all go union, become a socialist collective, work for the collective? They remind us that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And I'm not going to let the state take my dues away from my paycheck and give it to these union leaders with whose politics I profoundly disagree. <laughs> well, it's a little more complicated than that. We're all watching Idaho. Strike a blow for freedom. Vote yes in a referendum one. Where free unions and collective bargaining are forbidden, freedom is lost. The history of the American labor movement is a story that can be told from many different sides. It traces its origins to the founding of this country beginning in the 1600s with craft unions and guilds and winds its way through American history up to modern day labor unions. Things that we take for granted today, such as the 40 hour work week, the weekend, paid vacation and benefits are all a direct result of the efforts of workers who found the power of collectively standing up for their dignity and rights. It's a tale not taught very much in classrooms. Things like child labor, worker exploitation and exceptional greed from big businesses 
sparked a series of battles between those who own the means of production and those who produce the goods. Gills are an ancient labor scheme. They didn't begin in the 19th century. Uh, they were actually eliminated in what we call the early modern period. And the French Revolution and the American Revolution went a long way to the elimination of gills. Uh, labor groups that were based upon skilled labor. Uh, and so the story is the resurgence of unions, which might be the resurrection of gills. Uh, classical liberalism argues against uh, organization of labor. And of course, in the French Revolution, the American Revolution, the aftermath gave birth to a liberal uh, Western civilization. And the idea is that business hired people individually. And the idea of an organization violated what we might call free trade um, and certainly one of the premises of liberal capitalism. So the story of labor is how you go from a the restructuring labor organizations, not guilds, but, but um, unions, and that occurs in the 19th century. And, and so the golden age of labor is when labor ultimately realizes the goal of collective bargaining. Before that, they wanted to be able to organize, period, and then to go on strike. And ultimately, what they wanted was to address bread and butter issues, better working conditions, and better pay. And so certainly the... Uh, um, the collective bargaining is the cherry on top. For much of the 18th century, children were seen as a cheap form of labor. In 1790, the first textile mill in Pawtucket, Rhode Island opened and was staffed entirely by children under the age of 12. Child labor began to decline as labor reform grew and labor standards began to improve, along with the political power of working people. In 1869, the first organized labor union was founded in Philadelphia by Uriah Smith Stevens and six other men. The union was formed. So I just wanted to play that short clip so you understand child labor, labor unions. And here's the funny part, right? Yeah, a labor union, but there's a right to fire you too. So it's like you have no protection and you're giving them your money. It's so dumb. So dumb. People are just stupid. That's it, because they don't do their homework. They, they have this, they're mesmerized. They're mesmerized. I mean, it's time people wake up. They're completely mesmerized. You know, I have to give it to my child though. She was talking with the teacher and she was like, well, you know, you're part of a teacher's union, so you can't really speak against this because, you know, you're owned. 
period. And I was like, dang, that's what happens when you actually educate your children. They know what to say. My child is not wearing mask. She will never wear a mask. She won't wear a mask. That's it. Last year, we let it alone. Let it be. We just wanted to associate. But this year, she was like, nope, not wearing it. And Phoebe pretty much told her, nope. A teacher said, you don't have a, a waiver. Because I see parents saying, here's a template for a waiver. If you're giving a waiver, you're acknowledging that they have the right to do what they're doing to your children. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. You know, don't. Be like, I'm sorry. What authority? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay, bye. And as I've said before, uh, unions, you don't have any money. I'm telling you that flat out. You pull the books of Amalgamated Bay because that's where all the money goes to. I'm telling you they're in the red, 100%. And all your money was invested in some offshore somewhere called some green something something in Belgium. It's It's blank. I did the research. I kind of told you guys in 2019, you know, this is it. Hey, take a look. Hey, this, you know, nobody. And, you know, they're going to be like, why should I listen to you? Okay, don't go do your homework. Actually find out. Maybe you can ask the SEC to take a look. Maybe you can, you know, start your own investigation. Maybe you can ask them, where the hell are my funds? You know, and if you really wanted to crash the banks, pull out of your 401k and roll it over into an IRA. They'll panic. You think what happened with GameStop and AMC? <laughs> Could you imagine if everyone just said, you know what? I want to pull out of my 401k. I don't want to be contributing to that anymore. I'll just stick that shit in an IRA. <laughs> Suddenly, the markets will crash. That's it. Bam. It will completely crash. And Or you could just take the money out and put it in your mattress and say, all right, you got whatever you got. But having said that, speaking of taxation, once we're done filing across the nation these federal lawsuits as pro se, because that says a lot more than you getting a lawyer paying him to do it for you, right? You need a lawyer when it's up to defense, when it's already in and you're going, right? When you file it, you should do it as a citizen. One, to show how difficult it is, which means we need to change the system. Two, to make a statement as the people, right? That's that. And three, huh, it's the people standing up. That's what they fear, okay? That is exactly what they fear. So once we file all of these, we have the class action suit, which, by the way, is targeted at a very specific individual. It will be that knockout class action. It'll be so targeted. And you know what's funny? No one knows who we're suing. But it's about mandatory vaccines. And it's the only person that nobody thinks to sue. <laughs> and we're not going to tell you until the day it's being filed to ban mandatory vaccines, period. Because corporations do not have the authority to own you. That's called slavery. Your company telling you what you can put in your body is slavery. I don't care how you want to put it. It's slavery, period. They could tell you to wear a hat so you don't get hair in the food. Yep. They could probably tell you to wear a scarf. And I don't mind them telling you to wear a mouth covering when you're cooking food or over a patient, right? So you don't spit, not so viruses don't go because that shit doesn't work. I'm game with that. But when you tell someone to put something in their body 
that has not been tested, that is coming out to have multiple side effects, which one of them is death, right? That's slavery. They own you. That's not acceptable. Not in the United States, that is. It's unacceptable. And this is where we need to draw the line. People should have a choice. People should have a choice. But after that lawsuit, we have one more. It is a lawsuit that you guys will love so much, you'll lose your mind. It is an incredible lawsuit. And it's one that many people have fought and won and then turned up dead. Keep that in mind. Because at some point, you know, we'll talk about something around that lawsuit without telling you it's about the lawsuit. So, you know, it's something foundational, something that everyone can get behind, something that you'll all love. But having said unions, teachers, mask mandates, right? Why do labor unions still matter? I want to I show you this because this is a really weird, fluffy take, but Sometimes listening to the, to the people that think it's good gives you insight as to why it's really not. Take a listen. Labor union membership in the United States has fallen steadily since the 1960s to 11%, its lowest point in 98 years. So what are labor unions and are they still useful? Well, American labor unions took off during the Industrial Revolution. The Civil War decimated the rural southern economy, driving many young people to urban industrial jobs. Labor unions formed to unite workers so that they had some bargaining power about wages and work conditions. Historically, manual laborers were paid low wages and then cast aside when they could no longer do the work. However, when union membership exploded in the late 1930s, laborers were able to demand better treatment. Since then, many companies have been forced to strike a delicate balance between their relentless pursuit of profits and appeasing the unions. Today, with so few American workers belonging to a union, many argue that they should be done away with altogether. A 2008 report by the Heritage Foundation think tank argues that unions are obsessed with equal treatment of workers, to a point where individual merit is nullified and promotions are only based on seniority. The report also points out that many of the repetitive manufacturing jobs of yesteryear are now performed by machines. Modern jobs just aren't as suitable for unions. On the other hand, the Economic Policy Institute reports in 2012 that the decline of union membership is allowing employers to undercut low and middle wage workers. Their increasingly limited access to good jobs and economic security contributes to the growing gap between the rich and poor in America. So how much power do existing labor unions have? Well, corporations have all but eliminated private sector unions. However, public sector jobs still have a 35% membership on average, especially workers in education, training, and library services. A 2013 Bureau of Labor Statistics report identifies a pay gap of nearly $4 per hour between union and non-union workers, which is over $7,000 more per year. Unions also have more access to employer health care and insurance benefits. For the workplaces that do have unions, members continue to benefit from higher wages and job security than their non-union counterparts, so they are still very useful in America. However, labor unions' constant decline in popularity calls into question the future of organized labor. The debate on the ultimate merits and necessity of American labor unions rages on. Learn more about the American economy by checking out this video here. This graph shows the number of jobs added year over year. 
The dip in jobs added from 2008 to 2010 represents the bursting of the housing bubble, the subprime mortgage disaster, and the Great Recession. Huh, which is what we're going to experience this fall. Everyone was really happy selling their houses this summer. Oh, and those of you that didn't get to sell it because you went with the high inflated prices, well, wait. Wait till what happens. So um, we're going to take a break. We're going to shift gears. We're going to come back. I'm going to walk you guys through what we're doing in Ohio um, and how Kentucky and Louisiana are then taking lead. Every single state will follow. We're fine-tuning the process as we go to make it easier for everyone. I, I urge you guys in your state groups to nominate someone you feel comfortable with and have a few people that are not related to look so that way there's accountability where people can pool their money. Or if you don't want to do that, you can just turn up to your local area and contribute, um, you know, for people to file the lawsuit. I know in Ohio, we have one guy who's putting it in an account and there's other people that are supervising it. And he's going to go to every location in Ohio that will be filing. So they swipe the card from him. Uh, so it's going to be quite uh, interesting. This is all about community. We have to remember that we aren't individuals alone, right? We are a community, okay? We are a community. Don't let other people shackle your mind. And I don't want you guys to feel like, um, like you have to appease others. You don't. The shackles that they have on your mind telling you to mind your P's and Q's are the biggest problem. So let's take a short break. Here's a little song while we fill up those coffee cups, wine glasses, beer cups, whatever you're drinking. You know what? I personally think we need a little bit of a pump up. What do you guys think? I think we should uh, pump up, <laughs> pump ourselves up with some real Spitfire um, music and video. A little bit. A lot of people are like, I don't like rap. Well, you can't say no to these lyrics. So again, thank you, Tom McDonald, for allowing me to play your videos. <laughs> She fell asleep, but they scream woke. We're distracted by vaccines and TV shows. Politics, celebrity, gossip, popular, neat quotes. Black lives, white lives, which lives mean most? We only dedicate one day to remember our fallen soldiers, the men and women who died young. But if you come out the closet, it's Caitlyn Jenner, you're a hero, and you get a whole pride month. The most dangerous pandemic's propaganda from these clowns. Only masses gonna save us is duct tape on their mouths. Don't speak. We don't need to defund police, need to defund the media who lies through their teeth like... Big Pharma doesn't cure you, dog. It's every patient that gets cured. It's a customer lost. And big oil runs the world. The only words to get fought are with the countries who have natural resources they want. Heard him claiming if a white man braids his hair and likes rap, he's appropriating culture. But if a white man acts too white, he's white trash. He's a racist, he's a bigot, he's a monster. Let's just have the conversation. Not every liberal is dumb. Not all Republicans are racist. The government wants everybody fighting with their neighbors because they know that if we get along, we'll probably go against they can't stop us Cause we're ready to fight 
and we won't let freedom die. The whole world's waiting The whole world's waiting You don't trust the police and the government, but you want people giving up the right to own a firearm. Why would you be comfortable with police and the government, the only people on the planet with the right to buy a gun? White privilege getting amplified to reinforce the vision. It convinces white people that they're favored by their skin, and black people getting angry because they're told they're treated different. So the conflict is between us and never with the system. Let's just have the conversation. Not every liberal is dumb, not all Republicans are racist. The government wants everybody fighting with their neighbors because they know that if we get along, we'll probably go against them. They can't stop us, cause we're ready to fight. Try to brainwash us, but we won't let freedom die. The whole world's waiting The whole world's waiting Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situation. No design. They can't stop us Cause we're ready to fight Try to brainwash us But we won't let freedom die The whole world's waiting The whole world's waiting Tom McDonald is pretty much telling you what's going on. Everyone is brainwashed. And not only that, people that think they're woke. I mean, I don't know. What does woke mean? Because President Trump said woke equals shit. So I don't know, man. But people that think they're awake and they think they know what's going on, unfortunately, really don't. It's situational design. Exactly. They have everyone in this invisible cage clustered with misinformation and you know how you know when you <laughs> when you hit it hit that nail right there it's when everybody hates you people hate the truth people hate to be told they've been duped people hate to be told hey it's your fault what were you doing last year this time when rona was happening oh you were all freaking out right oh you were just doing the right thing wearing your mask right? We should all do our part and protect the others. Yeah. So all of us should be on the beach wearing sunscreen because some idiot may not be wearing it so we can protect them. Like, stop, stop. So here's how we actually take control of the situation. We use the system against them, but with a twist. See, in, in the courts, when a person goes be 
before a judge, which they have the right to on their own. They're not looked at with the same scrutiny that a lawyer is. They're looked at as an average citizen that doesn't understand case law, right? That simply knows the law that they are disputing, having a problem with, right? And is putting out the facts. The judge has to have some leniency. They have to. They cannot hold you to the standard of that of a lawyer. This is why you do not use a lawyer when you are doing something like this. You are telling the judge, it is so bad with my school board that whatever information I give them, they're not listening. And I'm telling you why they're not listening. Because they're getting paid to mask my kids, to track my kid as if they own it, force my kid into quarantine claiming they're a biohazard with no evidence, mandating that they get tested when the numbers say that there's a 0.0009% chance that someone vaccinated will die from this variant and a 0.00002% chance that someone not vaccinated. In fact, Children do not, we don't have deaths from kids because of COVID, but for some reason, they're a health hazard. So all you can do is tell him, hey, here's the science. Our law, the lawsuit filed last Thursday was huge. It is the first time that evidence other than I don't want my kid wearing masks was used reinforcing my right to choose even on masks. I'm sorry. I pay that teacher's wage. If the teacher feels scared, they should sit the fuck home. If the teacher wants masks, the teacher can wear masks. They cannot force my child to put it on. It is filthy. It is disgusting. It is not something children should be wearing. Have you ever, do you remember being a kid, right? How much snot did you have on your face and your mom wiped it because you didn't even feel the snot because you were too busy? How many of you have, um, you know, spit when you talk? I mean, I do sometimes. <laughs> I'm just saying. And how many kids don't wipe their mouths when they eat? Like I said months ago, we're going to be very well versed in the Greek alphabet. They're going to keep having variants coming out until the, alpha, the Greek alphabet is done because they need to have control. You're not complying. Comply. Do what you're told. I'm pretty sure that's what the plantation owners told the slave. You better comply or you get lashes. You better comply or I'll kill you. Kind of sounds the same right now. Here is a nurse. Let's listen to what she has to say. What are you seeing for vaccine injuries? Um, 33. Uh, just, just this past week, how about this? Uh, three fully vaccinated individuals deceased um, in clots left and right. DVTs, pulmonary emboli, um, I mean, on blood thinners, and this was ever since they got vaccinated. Uh, I had a 30-year-old woman who um, started bleeding, basically, hemorrhaging ever since she got injected, uh, literally within the 48 hours, and she was... Wow. This, uh, this poor woman is a mother of two, um, like I said, 30 years old, and she was fully vaccinated and regrets it deeply. This was a month ago and she is now intubated in critical condition, fighting for her life, potentially about to leave her children motherless. And of course she regrets 1000% being injected and she acknowledges this. So did her physician. So 
I don't know why the lies continue. I see it every single day. This whole story about 90% unvaccinated cases. No. I can tell you I've been in the front of the lines for the last year and eight months or however long it's been, too long, and that is a complete lie. I have seen nothing but vaccinated individuals. Unvaccinated as well. But don't believe the lies. Don't believe the media. It's awful. And you work in the ICU, right? I have worked in ICU. I am on a unit that is strictly COVID patients at this point. So the news media is lying. How about that? The whole time. The entire time. So the news media has been lying the whole entire time because they get paid to. That's the thing. When there are interests involved, when someone is paying someone to put out a narrative, well, there's lies. Here is something that General Flynn shared, kind of along the lines of what we put in our federal lawsuits. Take a listen to this. Hey, good morning, everybody in Facebook land. I have a little public safety announcement for everybody. Let's, uh, let's talk about the air that we breathe. <clears throat> this is a little gadget we use here. I'm a union electrician, and sometimes we have to work in confined spaces. This gadget here will read whether or not the air that you're breathing is safe. Okay, it reads oxygen levels, uh, carbon monoxide, methane. If the atmosphere you're working in, in a enclosed, you know, in an enclosure, a confined space, is not safe, the alarm goes off, and it will tell you basically get out before you die. All right. Um, I'm gonna hold this up in front of my face here a little bit, and it's uh, it's fine. Nothing happens. The uh, the oxygen is fine. Everything is fine. Okay. Now, let's do this here. Let's put on a mask. Now we're going. What happens? I'm just breathing normal. Oh my goodness! Look at that. Look at my oxygen levels. Now they want everybody to wear these masks all day long. Now. If this was happening on my work site, we would have to get out of the confined space immediately because the air that we're breathing is not safe. So now you're going to tell me that wearing this mask all day long is safe? It is not safe for you. It is not safe for your children to wear that mask all day long. So I'm going to tell you what. Stick that up your fact checker, people. They don't work. They're... They might stop droplets from coming out of my mouth, but to wear these all day long, it is not safe for you. People, come on, wake up. These things do more harm to your body than anything else, all right? That's all I got to say, people. Stay safe and live free. And you know, when we actually go to trial, right, we're going to have that fancy equipment to showcase. We're going to have a pulse ox, right? We're going to have all of that. Because we're going to show the jury just how harmful it is. And we are going to hold them accountable for decreasing the oxygen to our children, increasing the carbon dioxide. Hey, isn't this Green New Deal about lowering carbon footprint? Like, what the hell? They're making you have your own, uh, what is it? <laughs> your mask is now a Green New Deal hazard. Just stop. You see, it's it's not really funny. Right, is it? Because those are your kids. Imagine how dumb they are now because they wear the stupid masks. It's traumatizing to the children and the fact that, you know, they have to wear it. The, the teachers are constantly, put your mask up over your nose. Stop breathing. Like Phoebe said, hashtag oxygen, <laughs> oxygen 2020. Um, 
you know, during the election, she was like, they should have put a vote. Are we allowed to have oxygen? And kind of like, you know, Tom McDonald, I don't know if you guys saw his latest video. I'll play it at the end. Um, dummies. He even said, you know, um, if trees had Wi-Fi, we've been plant we'll, we would be planting them everywhere. Too bad they're only needed to breathe, right? That's how ridiculous life is right now. We have people that think that smothering someone and putting them in a hazardous situation is saving them. They look so dumb. And I'm going to tell you this, the way this works, there's a lot of people that don't want to be saved. They're happy to ignore the science. They're happy to um, ignore the facts because they're so inundated. They just have it politicized when it's a human right. These are crimes against humanity, crimes against children. This isn't a joke. What they're doing is disgusting. It is so evil that people are pushing these things. It is so evil, completely evil. So, so you guys know, uh, the way my lawsuit has been formulated is that people are able to, like in the state of Ohio, all they have to do is look up their school districts, um, policies and slot them in. And they have to, um, then find, uh, where the verbiage is talking about Mayfield school district and insert theirs. Now, for many of you out there that have reached out as you did some homework on your school board, you found atrocious things like burying, you know, some pedophilic action. Some of you finding insane money going missing, you know, that's not our focus, but we can give it an honorable mention to make it part of the record. Like I did, you know, these people are losers. These people are corrupt. These people are enriching themselves. These people set up the whole Ohio lottery so their student can win. These people are getting money from Pfizer. These people are enriching people on their foundations. You know, simple things like that. Just honorable mentions to make it public record, right? I mean, the big boys, when they want to attack you, they do that. I mean, this is fair game. We're not doing it to attack. We're doing to showcase exactly who these people are. So uh, for Ohio, tomorrow in the Northern District by Cleveland, which are uh, a handful of counties, we're having people file in the same courthouse that I did. And then on Wednesday, um, and I'm hoping, I, I don't know if I can go because I have a funeral. So I, I don't know the exact date of the funeral because my, my, my former priest passed away yesterday. So um, I'm assuming because some of his, he was from Canada. So his family will be coming from Canada. I'm assuming that um, the funeral will be on Wednesday. So I'll be leaving to go to Indiana uh, for the funeral, uh, possibly um, Tuesday night. And, and I'll let you guys know if that's the case. Uh, but the assumption is, is that the funeral is going to be on Wednesday. It may be on Thursday. Um uh, so I may not be able to go, which is horrible. I want to be there, but you know, I, I didn't want someone to die. So I'm not there. Um, and tomorrow, uh, in the Northern district, uh, they will be filing in the same court I have. It'll be interesting to see how they're allocated in regards to judges. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how, uh, they're responded to. Uh, there are parents uh, of children that will be filing, so they will also be filing a temporary restraining order. Tomorrow morning, I should be having a conference about my temporary restraining order, which is not the way it works, as you guys heard from my uh, show last week with um, Avery, who's that student, nursing student in Tennessee that was escorted off campus with police for not being vaccinated. Temporary restraining orders don't work like that. Uh, it's a matter of 
of life or death. It's irreparable harm. And this is exactly what masks are doing. I don't care if people think they work. They don't. They make you stupider. And that's possibly why they're putting on masks. And those people that are wearing masks are thinking it because they have less oxygen. Therefore, they cannot think. Um, and therefore, they're susceptible to everything. Um, uh, just so you guys um, know, the Ohio filings that have been done uh, right now from these brave people that are learning to not allow other people to shackle their minds. Um, they formulated it to their school district. It's pretty simple. It's like a template. All you do is slot in your things and that's all. Uh, the same thing is happening in Kentucky. So I had a call with them this weekend uh, where I asked them to um, uh, find the Kentucky laws. And it's important that we take Kentucky and here's why. Kentucky is a Commonwealth state and we only have a few of those within the United States. So it'll be the testing ground for this, just like Ohio is for the rest of America. Um, once that's done, we're going to head off into the parishes. I mean, the only place where we have parishes is Louisiana. So we'll tackle that one and on and on and on. We'll perpetuate the same lawsuit across the nation. And again, it's important that we create these um, communities because we all support ourselves. Because even though our fund, uh, you know, that was created for the state of Ohio, uh, that fund is going to be funding the federal lawsuit filings, the printing, the serving. But it's also going to be backup for when we have actual court with a lawyer to pay. Right now, we're very few people, and I know a lot of people have a lot of questions, and poor Nick in the Ohio group is being, he's just messaging all day, all day, all day, that guy is a juggernaut, um, because people want, you know, questions answered, and I'm sorry, but, you know, there's very few people that are doing this, and it would be great if people would talk to each other, rather than going to one place, kind of like the messages that I got. It's self-explanatory. It's highlighted where you need to replace. It's highlighted what research you need to do. And you're an adult and you can put together a sentence or two. And then we'll take a last look and um, get it done. I mean, we have paralegals in every single state group, right? You guys can just chip in and read um, and just do your best. You're a citizen filing. You're not a lawyer. The case, though, is set for you and it's ready to go. So tomorrow it's going to be incredible to watch all of those being filed. I wish I would have had more, but there's weird things going on. It's like people are focusing on filing affidavits and I'm like, OK, they'll just file it in a filing cabinet. It's not doing anything. And then other people are like, well, I'd like a lawyer. And it's like your lawyer is going to burn you. OK, I don't care how you do it unless it's a class action the lawyer's not going to take it and it's going to cost you a fortune. What you need to do is go in, go in, file it. And when the jury comes, that's when we get the lawyer. So what we have done so far, guys, is incredible. The first time we did it in January, if you remember, where we sent a crap ton of letters to all our AGs. I know Ohio, we started to see how much the volume had to be in order to get a response. And we saw that if we send over 500 letters at the same time, right, to the Attorney General, we got Attorney General Yost within three days to write a letter to Biden. So that was incredible. And then we wrote letters to our Attorney Generals about 
everything that is going on about the unconstitutional ways, telling them to invoke their parents' pentreni, and they did. And we got uh, Missouri to move, Texas to move, and other states, which is incredible because we all sent a letter to our AG and the Texas AG nominating Paxton to lead the way. Um, so we've done some amazing things. Commanders have received all your letters. I want you to rest to be rest assured. You are watching a movie. I am really hoping that by Friday, the latest, I'm really hoping, I'm trying, right, that we can have this documentary. It's been worked on by John so hard, putting everything together. There's narration to be done, cuts to be done. Once you see this, you will understand how much is going on that you cannot see. You're only seeing a few things, a few things, just very little. So it's really important um, that you take a step back and have faith. I know. How can you have faith in a time where everything's so confusing, where people have just forfeited all their rights, forfeited their children? I mean, they're actually attacking the children. And, you know, in the state of Illinois, when we saw the judge take away visitation rights from the mom because she was unvaccinated, I want you to know the judge quickly backpedaled on that because there was outrage because the father never said anything. The father was vaccinated, the mother wasn't. And the judge took it upon themselves to say, well, because you're not vaccinated during this divorce, um, you know, you're not gonna be allowed to see your kids. And it's like, what? Stop. She backpedaled it, but here's the way it's gonna go. All the children there in foster care have no choice. Those children, they're not of a lesser God. I pray for them because they were the first ones to sacrifice their lives for this experiment. And so those were, those were out. Now what they're focusing on is these parents where they're split, where they have husband, wife, not seeing eye to eye. This is where your rights will be taken away as a parent. Uh, this is how they're going to push it. And the minute a case happens where parents start filing this, they're gonna have precedent. And it's coming out of Illinois. I mean, that is one of the cities. You know, Chicago is separating. There's no question about it. It's going to be a city. They're going to claim their city-like independence, just like New York is. It's 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 terrifying to see it. It is very terrifying to see it. And the thing is that they're targeting the children, and that's what hurts the most. That they're targeting the children and using them as pawns to create lawfare. So um, that's uh, it's disheartening. In the state of Ohio. Uh, we're seeing that um, they're starting to quarantine, force quarantine kids. Well, you were in proximity. I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, if anyone says anything like that to my kid, it'll be like, to play that game. They could say whatever the wa they want. Okay. They could say whatever they want. I'm telling you, I'm fat. I have cancer and I smoke and I was around people that had COVID when it was going nuts. Right. I was traveling on airplanes. I was even sharing the same glass and spoon and fork with people that the next day tested positive and I didn't get sick. Stop it. Stop. Stop. It's it's just no. This is where you're like, no, did you just claim? Did you just defame and mark my child as a biohazard? Oh, I'm suing you. That's what I would do. I would totally do that. I would be like, did you just claim that my child is a biohazard? You're getting sued. Sued right then and there. That's the way it moves. That's how it goes, period. That is the way it goes. For every parent that bends the knee and just accepts it, you have a voice. And if you feel you're alone, jump into the Ohio group on Telegram. We have tons of you. Where we go one, we go all. And that is the thing. You come up. 
Okay. You come up now. I just wanted to say, okay, it could be because I'm a smoker because that prevents the whole COVID thing. I know you, you know that, but smokers have less of a chance of getting COVID just so you know. So, um, I'm not encouraging smoking, but I'm like, yeah, that's what's up. And it's all the inhaling smoke, not nicotine patches. Okay. Um, so, um, that could be it too. Uh, regardless, we get a smoker's cough, which is crappy anyway. Regardless, stand for your rights. Your children don't have rights because they're kids. You do though. And you're supposed to be the one that protects them and saves them from any harm. I, I had posted on the chat um, on Telegram a notice that I filed with my school, my daughter's school, which said, um, oh, let me pull it up so that I don't misstate what I said. Um, complaint, where's the letter? Email, gosh darn it, do I not have it here? I know I have it somewhere. Let me let me check the chat. Give me a second, you guys. Let me see. Files, 38 files. Gosh, I share a lot of files. All right, it's called Phoebe's School Notice. <clears throat> and I said, to whom it may concern, my daughter is a sophomore, grade 10 in your school district, and I hereby notify you of the following. Under no circumstances are you to provide any medical attention, medical treatment, medical testing, or provide any medical advice to my child without the presence of myself, her sister, or our attorney. Under no circumstances will you speak, reprimand, or advise my student alone with any adult, no matter who they are, medical professional, teacher, or any other public or private entity without the presence of myself, my, her sister, or our attorney. Under no circumstances are you to demand, inquire, or ask my child to fill out a form, respond to questions, written or oral or digitally about their health choices, doctor's information, insurance information without the presence of myself, her sister, or our attorney. Ensure that this document is available in a student profile to, to advise all those that coordinate, associate, or have access to my child's school's record. You know, something that parents don't know is that you can put declarations within your child's student file where you can tell them you're not allowed to do shit unless I say so. Every single parent should have that shit on file with their school. Suddenly, your kid's not getting in a lot of trouble, and suddenly, they call you when they need something. And you're covered, because now, if they violate that, they can be sued. Now, I shared that a long time ago in um, in my chat. I'll have to find it again. Let me just find it, and I'll recycle it on the Tory Says page. Um, on the Tory Says chat, the plus chat. Let me find it. Oh, gosh darn it. It's on August 20th at 8.13 p.m. I shared it. Uh, because I was filing it with her school because it was on the 18th of August that I got notification from her school after school was over and that they're going to, again, put masks on. And that's where I gave them notice. And that's where I crafted it. And it was dated. Well, I actually gave her that letter on the 18th to take with her, but she didn't. I always put shit like that on file because I knew what was coming. So, um, but she didn't, she's like, I'm not, in, I'm not in elementary school, mom, where we like have one teacher and, and stuff. So, um, I mailed it off and then I handed it over to them on the following Monday. Um, 
so it's something that every parent has the right to do to put that on file people don't tell you that but you have every right that is your kid not theirs aside from these insane stories that we're seeing where school districts are now demanding that they own your kids and they should raise your kids for you this is how you do it you put it on file you say you're who you allow to be present which obviously in a medical emergency they're not going to put your kid's life at risk so they will call you and say your kid you know fell down what do we do you know and if they can't reach you they will do anything when their life is at stake but this is to cover you if they decide to accidentally jab your kid having said that gosh and I've been looking for it all day because I've been so busy today on the phone I was on hold with someone during a conference call and it was like an overseas thing so if you guys can find it please share it and tag me on it um, there was a video where I was watching nurses having a conference and they were talking about how they're being urged by um, healthcare facilities to violate the law and what they said was that they're creating uh, you know they're committing crimes by vaccinating people that do not want to be vaccinated whether they are unconscious or they're told that they don't want to they are still vaccinating people committing crimes this is dangerous the fact that the notion is even out there, I mean, I already knew that you can't trust doctors. I'm telling you that straight up. I knew that from a long time ago, only because like even the Fauci thing, um, you know, where doctors lied to people telling them they had AIDS when they didn't. That's a real thing. And people don't look at that. And that makes me sick to my stomach that so many people died testing out Fauci's AIDS medicine and the toxicity when they didn't even have HIV or AIDS, but lied to them and told them that's a big deal. But um, the uh, nurses were talking and I saw the video where they were like, you know, we shouldn't be doing this because, um, you know, we shouldn't be jabbing people without their permission. So they're um, jabbing people in the hospitals without their consent. And the nurses were talking and it was like in a classroom setting of creating some, you know, some concern about the hospitals mandating that they vaccinate people when they don't want to, like when they're unconscious or if they're rolled in, you know, from uh, like an accident and they can see if they've had the vaccine or not. And they're like, well, what if they've already had the vaccine and we give them another dose? That's a problem. Uh, what if we know that, you know, they've been here before and they've identified that they don't have the vaccine, we're supposed to give it to them. And the patient may not want to. And I'm going to find that video because I was, I was listening it in awe, right? While I was on hold and I was in my car and I was listening to it and it blew my mind that such a thing is happening. Um, because right now we can't even trust. And it was nurses that were saying that, that they're committing crimes and, you know, these people are victims of it. If anybody finds what I'm talking about, I'm pretty sure I saw it in the chat. If anybody finds it, please put it in the main chat and tag me on it because I was shocked to, um, uh, um, to see that. Oh, is that it? Okay. Someone just tagged me. All right. Let me get that down. Let me, let me save that and put it back up. I think that's the one where they're sitting in the chairs. Um, I think, right? Carrie, someone sent it to me. Um, there was a longer video. I saw this happening um, at a hospital in New Hampshire. It was live, but then they took it down and I couldn't record it in time. So um, thank you. Um, I want you guys to listen to this because this is, this is terrifying, okay? This is very terrifying that things like that are happening.
and um, you know, it's just, it's just terrible. You know, it is terrible. You know, all of you that have been listening to me for a long time, we talked about um, the the H, the hydroxychloroquine, the invermectin, how the virus apparently supposedly worked. I told you it was a bioweapon. I told you how CRISPR functions. I told you how mRNA functions. I know that my audience is well-versed. And I can't repeat myself. Obviously, people can listen to those shows, but they weren't there when we saw the videos, when you saw it with your eyes, but you can explain it. You know, as a community, we should be expanding and sharing information to others to make sure that we are at least advising them and, and, and telling them whatever we can to help because they are our fellow community members. They are our brothers and sisters. I mean, bottom line is the boss, right? Well, we're all his children. We're all his sons and daughters. So we should at least make an effort to advise. I mean, I get really, really pissed off. I'm just saying I get pissed off. You wear a mask. I will call you out. You're in an elevator with me. I will call you out and call you retarded. I don't care. I will be so mean and cruel just to make them feel like crap. Right. I'll be like, you're a loser. Masks don't work. What an idiot. You look smart. Oh, I'm just used to wearing. We'll take it off because that's what slaves do. That's exactly how I respond to them. I kid you not. My kid rolls her eyes every time. I'm like, stop. You have no idea what these people are going to do. They're going to label you as a threat and they will kill you. If you think that's a joke, huh? how funny is the stuff that I said over a year ago that has come true? I told you that this was going to get bad. I told you that they're willing to kill you. And now they're already starting to blame you because the vaccinated are getting dead. How does that even work? You're vaccinated. If you're vaccinated and you die, how is me being unvaccinated killing you? You're supposed to be protected. You see where the common sense is completely out the window? That's what I'm saying. I can't stand rubbish. I, I can't. I can't at all. At all. Especially when someone comes at me, it's like um, and they have dirty underwear. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're 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 standing there and they're like, oh, my shit doesn't stink. Like that Fornaro guy at the school board, he made my eyeballs do somersaults when he even you know made the mention that I might not speak. I was like, you will hear me. You will. And the fact that he turned his nose up, I was like, bitch, I'm going to get you for this Ohio lottery thing called the governor, called the FBI. By the way, the governor hasn't called me back yet. Should I be concerned? I mean, I expected that, didn't I? But now it's in federal court. So there. Anyway, let's listen to this video. I want to bring up a legal thing that I want everybody to know because in nursing, we are taught about intentional crimes and torts, right? Yeah. That's what you're speaking to with informed consent. Yeah. Okay, it says an intentional tort is assault and battery. Assault yes. is the threat of an unwanted action or a bodily contact. Yeah. Battery is an assault that is carried out and includes willful, angry, violent, negligent touching of another person's body, clothing, or anything attached to them. Forcibly removing patient's clothing and administering an injection after a patient has refused it are all examples of battery. This is out of my nursing book from four years ago. This is what they teach us. If we did this to a patient, if you told your patient informed consent and they said no and you did it anyway, yeah. you would go to jail, you yeah. get your nursing license yeah. taken yeah. away, and you'd be a, a criminal. Yeah. So now what they're doing is they're putting us in the position of saying either you become a victim of a crime voluntarily 
and the nurse giving the injection when they know you don't want it is committing a crime. That nurse can lose their license and we're being told to be a victim of a crime in order to keep our employment. I understand conditions of employment. I understand there's certain things you do and don't have to do, but nobody should have to become a victim of a crime that could result in somebody going to jail and losing their medical license in order to keep our job. Yeah, that's great. Okay, there was another video that I watched, but yeah, that one I watched too. That's pretty crazy, right? And it's really important that we pay attention because everybody says, oh, that's just a conspiracy. No, you're a loser. You live in an echo chamber. You think that the mask is going to save you. You're just inhaling your own endogenous viruses. You're making yourself sick. Like, whatever. Like, okay, you know, and I'm pretty candid, so I don't care. You know, our dark-haired women have that little fluff thing on top of the lip. Dude, when I haven't gone for threading, that mask is going to go on. <laughs> when I'm in close proximity, I'm just saying. Or if I'm coughing or sneezing, I'll probably put, put that on myself. I'm just saying. Let's just be straight, okay? If I have a big zit, I'll wear that on my chin to cover my time of the month zit, right? I'm just saying. This is, you know, this is reality. They don't work. They don't protect you, okay? They don't protect you at all. I remember uh, when I was in school, the first, okay, the non, the first non-robotic surgery that I um, went into, um, our gen surge uh, first taught us how to wear the masks. And he told us how they're supposed to fit and why. And then the headband, you know, for the sweat. And that was the time that I've told you about where I stuck my finger in a person's you know, cavity. And I just sat there with my finger and I look like weird because I was so in awe of how all these little cells are, you know, as a, as a molecular biologist, I was just in awe to see them all sinking together. And I'm looking at a live person on the table asleep and we're, you know, getting in there. And when he said, you know, Hey, can you open this? I just stuck my finger literally in there just to feel the pulse. And it was like, you know, kind of like weird. I'm okay. I admit it. I mean, we all do weird shit, right? So um, it just, it was, it was magnificent for me to see just how amazing the human body is. Anyway, um, he taught us that the masks are there because a surgeon can sneeze, cough, have nasal drip, you know, sweat, right? Um, and when you're speaking and asking for things, you can spit. You don't want that in an open cavity. This is why we wear that. Another one is C. diff right? Huh. For those of you that have worked in hospitals and are nurses, right? Um, apparently C. diff is like a, a bacteria of poop that you can smell from a mile away. You wear stuff for that. That bacterium is highly contagious. Um, so usually you wear that if you're coming in contact yeah, with a patient that has that type of diarrhea, right? And you don't want that to touch your body, right? Or go into your eye or mouth or anything accidentally because stuff just, you know, goes places. You wear masks as well as a nurse or a doctor to avoid blood spurt in your face, right? And this is why you wear the shield. These are real things. This is to, 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 to guard you from things you can see. See, see, see right? See what you can see. The mask is not going to save you from a virus. Okay. It's just not, it could be sealed as well. Right. But I'm just saying it's not really going to save you. So when you, when I see people wearing the masks, I want to throttle them 
especially if they're teachers. I'm like, all of them should be fired. My daughter's last year science teacher swears by the math. The dude should be fired. He teaches science. He should be kicked the fuck out. Maybe he should teach music or something, not science. Okay? Because what he's saying contradicts actual science. So it's it's really important that 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 we that, <laughs> that we can convey that in a nice way. I'm done being nice. I'm just plain out, flat out, hardcore, you suck. Uh, I don't remember which lawyer was on the phone with me today when I was yelling at someone going to her car from the Starbucks. I was like, take the mask off. You look like an idiot. You're making it difficult for us. It doesn't fucking work. And she was just like, <laughs> walking with her lattes. It's just like, you know, we should call them out. You know, <laughs> we should make them do their homework. You look like a loser. You look stupid. It's like, you know, someone saying, look, I'm wearing this pretty bow because it's going to protect me from Ebola. See the pin that protects me. And you're just like, are you insane? Same shit. Or, hey, wear this hat and you won't get AIDS if you're wearing it while you have sex. And people will be like, ooh, this ball cap, you know, with you know <laughs> this logo that has, you know, some fucking stupid flag will protect me, you know, while I have sex. And it's like, nope, not on that head. But, you know, people think that common sense is literally gone. And it's important. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. If it makes you feel safe, wear it. <laughs> but we all know it doesn't make them feel safe. Come on. I was in an elevator where there was two people in my building. And then this lady walks on and I'm on there and I have no mask. And the lady next to me, older lady, oh, she sees them with masks. She's like, oh, I better put mine on. And I was like, why? It doesn't work. It's so stupid. She was like, yeah, you're right. And puts it in her bag. While the other two people are still wearing their stupid mask. So it's like sometimes you just have to tell people, no, don't be dumb. You don't have to follow them. And, you know, uh, another time today I was um, doing some stuff that I can't say. And there were people outside and they were outside wearing masks. And I was like, what the? and the guy puts on a mask and he comes to the, I was like, why are you wearing a mask? Well, everybody's wearing masks. Everyone's going to go down to the bridge right now and jump off. You're going to go with them. He goes, no, what? Excuse me, ma'am. And I was like, yeah, you're fucking stupid. So he walked away. And then he realized that he needed to speak to me. So he came back and I was like, if you take off your mask, I mean, does it make you feel safe? Do you feel better? And he was pissed. So he took it off because <laughs> I made him feel bad. I'm just saying, make him feel bad. You can't. They tell you that you're racist if you don't bend your knee to whatever they want you to, you know. They tell you that you're homophobic because you don't like same sex or you're not having orgies. So call them stupid and you actually have facts on your side. I'm just saying. I'm mask shaming. I have no shame about it. Mask shaming. You're dumb. You're a loser. Unless you're doing it because it makes you feel good, which is all you, you're dumb. Right? And I'll say it. And remember when we were kids, they used to say, oh, if everybody jumps off the Brooklyn Bridge, are you going to go too? And it's like, no, right? Everyone's jumping off this stupid mask bridge. <laughs> and everyone's like, yes, because the media says so. Like, I, I, I'm going to tell you, when I was at my school board meeting and the first lady spoke, she had like 100 masks, super tight. She looked terrified, but she was well-versed. Well my brother, Nina, is the chief medical officer. Oh, God, Stop. I wanted. Could you imagine if you took her mask off by force? She probably would like break out in like some, you know, rash or something. It's just, it's just insane because they made people stupid 
crazy and scared for nothing. And that's what sucks. People have fear. I eat fear for lunch. So should you. Speaking of fear and things that go on behind the scenes, um, I wanted to end today with a little bit of um, a disclosure. See, we're having disclosure slowly about the whole coronavirus, the whole mask thing, the whole forced vaccines, the whole let's begin this segregation, the whole, yeah, you know, it's not about color now, it's about genetics, right? Who's human and who's amplified human, right? And this is speaking from someone that's been upgraded before it was cool to be upgraded. So, you know, this is a big deal. We're talking about false flags. I mean, we talked about Afghanistan. That was super badass, right? Super badass. Um, But what we're not talking about is disclosure, things that people aren't showing. Let me show you something that's going to make you very upset. Let me show you something. Disclosure about vaccines first, and then we'll talk about intelligence. You're going to get very upset. And those of you that are hearing it, this is what they did to a child. I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention. So the child said no. The child said no. There's a bunch of people out there right now convincing her to say yeah. She's crying. She's saying no. Nobody gives a shit. This is this is how they force you. They force you. They're going to sit there and talk her out of it. No, no, no. It's fine. Look at us. All of us. Come here. Take it. Come here. No, 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 no. Come here. Take it. And then suddenly she takes it. This is, I don't know what kind of parent can force their kid to actually get that done or what nurse can do it when the kid says no. So it's no when it comes to sex, but it's not no when you're putting a medicine in someone's body that they don't want to, right? It's disgusting. It's disgusting. That's disclosure. That's what's happening behind closed doors that people aren't talking about. And for all those parents out there that did it to their kids, you know, you didn't do your homework. Some of you are just ignorant. You should pray that your child was under those placebos because there aren't any more of those. They got enough data that they wanted and they really don't care who, what, when, where. Right now, they just need everyone vaccinated. That's their goal. Why? Well, full control. They have control of your communications. They have control of your banking. They have control of your education. They have control of your records. I mean, I could delete you in a heartbeat. And all of you can be deleted in a heartbeat if you piss off the right person. And not only can they delete you, but I've said this before. 
They can insert information in your records that never existed and make it look like it is because everything digital. The last thing they need is your DNA. This is why Ancestry.com, you know, uh, 23andMe, huh, guess who bought them? That's right. General Jones. That's right. Clearforce. That's right. The whole system that's very similar to what do we call it? Minority report. And this is how they predict what people on the jury they need. They use the magic wheel so that way they can get the outcome they want. This is how they know how to hurt you, right? They want to take you out with your genetics. They'll know exactly what kind of pharmaceuticals you need to be put on to take you out. With your genetics, they will know everything about you. I told you I sat on the ACA team writing the language part only to see everything they were putting in there. Your medical information, according to HIPAA, with the Obamacare that everybody so freaking loved, was to give your healthcare information to car insurance, to your employer, to renter's insurance, home insurance. I mean, this guy's going to die in 20 years, dude. He's got this disease. Why are you going to hire them? Boom, done. That's how it works. I, I know because I saw it. I saw it. And it's there now. And you can read it yourself. This is how they lay the foundation for things like this. Obamacare wasn't about socializing medicine only. It was about taking your rights away from being able to make healthcare decisions. This is why the whole fining you for not having their insurance was a big deal, right? Big deal. And getting those, um, what were, what were they? The death panels. So now you saw that in Oregon a couple of years ago, I wrote an article about it. Look for it where they create death panels and how they did it to that guy. We did a whole show who was injured by malpractice by a hospital. And because he cost too much money, the father of five, his machines were turned off. Or the woman that was mentally ill, they legally starved her because she was costing Medicaid too much money. Yes, that's what Obamacare did. For all of you out there that thought it was the best thing since sliced bread, again, they're not going to tell you, hey, we want to be able to take you out if you cost us too much money. Hey, we want to be able to kill your kid if it needs surgery when it's young because it's going to cost us a shit ton later. They're not going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you that. They're going to tell you all the good things. Hey, you couldn't afford it, but now you can get it. Hey, you couldn't have it, but now you can get it. So they focus on the stuff that you get, but what you sold was your own control of healthcare. This is why they're able to do shit like this now. This is why. So you can't cry over, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, you didn't fucking read. You were too busy picking out your backsplash or going out to a club or thinking that, Hey, I don't do politics. That's just dumb. I just, I, I don't want to get involved. And it's like, and then you're bitching while you're here. When I hear people, yeah, I don't, I don't follow politics. And it's like, damn, you should move to China. That's where people don't follow anything. Cause they just follow fucking orders. Okay. When I hear people saying shit like that, uh, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm so done. Like, there's no way I can have a conversation with you because the reason that you're here today is because I don't follow politics. Like it's so stupid. They're just all corrupt. And it's like, okay, sure. And then now this is happening and you're like, oh my God, I didn't consent. And it's like, oh, 
Let me remind you of the sentence that was consent. I don't follow politics because they're all corrupt, whatever. Or I don't vote because they're all corrupt. It's like, it is your fault. So for those of you that get angry that I'm telling you that, it is totally your fault. And you could turn it off right now, but it's still going to be your fucking fault. You can hate me right now, but it's still your fault. So I'm just pointing that out. Don't be a pussy. Own up to it. It's your fault. Let's switch to Ed Snowden, if, if, if you don't mind, John. And I want to talk about him because uh, there's a lot of talk whether he is uh, a hack or a hero. What do you think? It depends on which perspective you, you want to look at, Mr. Snowden. Um, from my perspective, I think uh, he revealed something that we all knew. I mean, uh, we're being spied on by our government. Duh. Who does not know that? I mean, it, 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 it's simply that Mr. Snowden has, has uh, uh, put a quantitative value on it. Uh, and given the exact means, and uh, some of the exact means of, of how that spying takes place. Uh, to that extent, he's a hero in telling us what we already knew and making us have to face that fact. Uh, the U.S. government probably does not consider him a hero. Bad Vladimir Putin, the Chinese government, I think they both considered him heroes. Uh, you know, he started Booz Allen with the, the intent of, of getting this type of information and then exposing it. Now, another similarity you have with him is that you, too, worked at Booz Allen. Uh, right. I don't, you obviously don't have intention to, to, to be a spy or any of that, but, but what do you make of that? Okay, I, I worked for Booz Allen and Hamilton from 1980 to 1982. Uh, I did not work for them to be a spy. It's a management consulting firm, and the jobs they get you are very cushy, and they pay extremely well, and they're very <laughs> easy. That's why I work for Booz Allen. Uh, but Booz Allen is, is well, one of the top three consulting uh, firms. There's BCG, uh, right. Boston Consulting, McKenzie, and Booz Allen. And so clearly... Uh, if the government wants high quality tech talent, they're going to go to one of those three consulting firms. Um, a great job. And, and I don't know whether Snowden started at Booz Allen with the intent of, of trying to spy or not. I have no, uh, no information on that. But it's a great company. And, and through that, that uh, relationship, he was able to get access to information that most of us can't get access to. Yeah, he said that was his goal. Those are his words, that that went to get to Booz okay. Allen, to get to that. Now, I guess the reason why I'm asking is, to, to your point, it sounds like you lean aside that what he did was something good, whether his intentions were noble is still up uh, to be decided. Is that about right? Well, here's what I feel. Any, any, any disclosure of any information is good. Why should we be kept in the dark on anything? Good Lord, you know, we're all adults here. I want to know what's happening in my world. Otherwise, I'm, I'm in the dark and I'm bumping into things. And so are you. So are we all. So to that extent, you know, I'm behind the guy. Let's find out what the world is all about. What is our government actually doing? Don't you want to know people? I do. Uh, so to that extent, I, I back him fully. I also back his balls, if, you, if I can say the, that, that on, on Fox. Or I, I, I'm behind his courage. All right. Uh, he has the, the courage to actually do something knowing its risks. And now he's on the run. Having been on the run many times in my life, the, the first many times while I was in Mexico, uh, certainly the, the, the last time in Belize, I know how difficult and how frightening that can be. And the, the man is half my age. Uh, if he were here, I think I could give him some very good advice and, and, and help what, him. What would you tell him? What would you tell him? Well, number one, I, I would have told him to stay in Hong Kong. Uh, the back alleys of Hong Kong are notorious for being... Uh, uh, susceptible. You can disappear into the back alleys of Hong Kong. You can become one of the masses. 
The Chinese government certainly has no interest in, interest in tracking him down. Neither will, neither will they cooperate with any American agency. You don't think I'm the not, Chinese, not, come on, I'm, John, do you don't think the Chinese would have interest in a lot of the stuff he knows? Well, well they would. But, I mean, you know, unlike the Russians, I don't think the Chinese would be uh, uh, very harsh on him. I mean, maybe they would detain him for a while. But, you know, the Chinese are very, uh, what's the word? Um, um, they make good hosts, okay? <laughs> and if you're, if you're a guest in their country, you, you can live fairly well. And by the way, I'm not dissing America here, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to give the man illegal advice. I'm just saying that had it been me, I would have stayed in Hong Kong, absolutely. Now, uh, before we go to a quick break here, the, the one thing that has come up with, with him, John, is that uh, if he were a, a genuine whistleblower, uh, go ahead, it's, it's a family show, go ahead. But it, 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 was, a, it was a move to not be a whistleblower and do some good, but to get out of the country and do some bad. That there is a procedure for going to your higher ups or going to a, a you know, uh, an independent council or a, 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 an inspector general. He didn't do that. He immediately went to Hong Kong, which means to some of the people who don't like him very much, he's a spy and had spy intents. What do you say? Well, you know, having having dealt with governments, I think all governments are the same. They 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 do not have much of a heart, sir. Um, human beings have hearts. I mean, you can, you can talk to a human and say, here's the situation I'm in. What would you do? And they say, well, hey, I would run. Um, you know, I, I'm not in his shoes, sir, and I, I can't, I can't uh, justify or, or uh, cast uh, aspersions on his, his decisions. I know from my own experience what the Belizean government wanted me to do would be, would be my death, and I know that for a fact. So I simply chose to go underground. All right. If you could stick around, John, we're going to get into that. Uh, what... So um, that's how you give advice to people on air, either on the radio or now. You kind of just say it, right? Kind of looks like he was saying it. He was backing him. And like I said, Snowden went in there. And what he didn't know is that they knew he went in there and they did whatever. But speaking of Hong Kong and China, I don't think it's a problem me saying this because I won't give too many details. But if you guys remember in November when I was plowing through the um, data um, for Wisconsin, we found that, um, you know, 23,000 people voted from the same place, right? Um, the same place, uh, which turned out to be a prison. And I said, damn, you know, what kind of prison has male, female requesting ballots? That's... Um, got 23,000 people in Wisconsin. Like there aren't any prisons or correctional facilities that have that many people in one place. So I was having a conversation with someone and you guys know, I, I don't, I don't use Google. I don't go through things like that. Uh, cause they're sourced and whatever, but, uh, someone that I, uh, simply adore and, 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 and Patrick Berge knows him as well and work together. He decided to, um, Actually, let me, let me take you to the site so you can see it. <laughs> it's super fun. Hold on. It gave me a 404 error, but I'll, I'll fix that because I can. Give me a second. Um, so weird. But here it is on a Chinese site on November 12th. They had the Wisconsin data talking about how so many votes were coming from the same phone number. It's just so weird. It's so weird. And 
that's in China talking about our elections. I'm going to um, try to go to that site that translates it so you can see it live um, translated that uh, the person sent me, but I can I can tell you it's gonna blow your mind because I know a lot of people are, oh, election fraud, that's such bullshit. Okay, here we go, it's translated. Look at that, casting on-site filing. Look up, I so mentioned, these calls have been made. What's the situation? This number here, <laughs> it's just so weird that in China, they were talking about, oh, it was Michigan and Milwaukee, there we go, where I was talking about it and it happened. I, I'm just trying to point it out that they were all over this. And so, I, you know, it would make sense that they were all over it because at the end of the day, if you guys remember on Twitter, I could have hacked their machines and their computers through their freaking printers because I was showing screenshots of how I could do it. Um, it was in Wisconsin, a prison. I think it's that 9050 number, if I'm not mistaken, because I put it in my affidavit too. Or was it Michigan? I'm trying to remember. But all of them, these are numbers where they had like 184 people come out from this number and they were actually looking at the data. So one has to ask themselves, right? How is it that the whole world had access to this? I'm just, it's just a question. That's what you need to ask yourself. Now, what we're seeing come uh, out, what we're gonna see come out, and a lot of it is going on. And you know, we needed the routers in November. Patrick Berge, till he got there, I got his statement. We pushed it. It doesn't matter even if we had them. I'm just going to tell you because it doesn't matter about the facts and the evidence. And this is why I was more focusing on the things that we can hold on to now, which is the certifications, which is proving that the way they shuffle the votes, you can't prove they're cheating and you can and you can't prove they're not cheating. That was important. And this is why it blows my mind that we have people actually. Um, running for office. Like, what's the point? It's all rigged. I don't give a shit. If you're running for office and you're like, yeah, I'm running. I'm like a really good person. And you know, I'm a patriot. I believe it, but you can't run because no matter who runs right now, they're getting pulled the fuck down. End of story. Uh, you know, in, um, Cleveland, I know we're going to have our first city council meeting. I can't wait to go because they haven't allowed anyone to actually preside over those because of COVID. Right. But we're going to have it. And I can tell you that I see signs for mayor and it's like, you know, <laughs> I should fucking pull that trigger, shouldn't I? I should do it. But it doesn't matter who's running. It doesn't matter because they're all going to go. The elections can't happen the way they are. All the machines are corrupt. It's not just Dominion and it's been happening for decades. And anyone saying anything is wrong. Anyone saying, oh, no, they were just like, no, they weren't. Even the elections in 2016, they were fixed. The reason Hillary got so many votes is because the algorithm was still processing. The fact of the matter is they did not believe that President Trump would have gotten so many votes that it broke the algorithm. And then when they tried to hack it, they couldn't because the center where they were going to bounce off of for non-attribution and the only way in to that 
subnetwork, so they can't be detected, was cut. That's why they got caught. Remember, remember in Georgia how uh, at that time the governor was the secretary of state and he said, oh, you know, the DHS was in our machines and why was Homeland Security in our election machines? And then, you know, you know, they backtracked it. It's like, wait, what? So it wasn't Russians. It was Homeland Security. Why does Homeland Security, SISA, have access to the computers? The more you get into it, the more you'll realize just how messed up this is. So Maricopa is the beginning, but do not think that that's the only thing happening right now. I'll say it again. There's a lot going on. It can't be out there. There's a lot of fronts that people are battling that can't be out there. Why? You're just already overloaded. There's no way that people can give you more information. You're about to explode. You don't even know if you can go shopping soon. And, you know, for those people that are in Ohio, and I streamed the Ohio HB, uh, what is it, 284, 287, you heard what they said. He clearly said, well, so in, in, if, if this doesn't go through, then, you know, what if someone wants to go shopping and you don't let them in because they don't have a COVID passport and there isn't another store for 100 miles, right? Remember when he said that? Did no one think to say, wait a minute, that sounds really fucked up. What do you mean? What do you mean that the person won't be able to go to the store and shop without a vaccine for food and they don't have a store for another hundred miles? What are the concessions you're going to make for people like that? Remember, he said that, which means your state Senate in Ohio already knows what they're planning. And don't forget, the people that were opposing this bill was the Ohio Chamber of Commerce. The corporations are running everything. We've been talking about this for years. <laughs> and it's about to get real nuts. I mean, it doesn't take, let me tell you something. If I was mayor in Cleveland, I'm just telling you what would have happened. The governor could have done somersaults in front of me. I would have been like, no, man, that violates the Constitution. Sorry, that ain't happening. Thanks. I'd give a raise to my cops. I'd be like, riot, you're arrested. I don't care. Oh, you want to file for BLM? Sorry, I consider them a domestic terrorist in my city. That's what I say. And if I was also mayor, I'd be like, wait a minute. Hey, doesn't the Cleveland airport fall in my jurisdiction? Hey, are you mandating COVID passports? Yeah, sorry, you can't fly in my city. I'll get a Patriot airline. Who wants an airline? The city of Cleveland is giving funds to create a new airline. Thank you very much. Oh wait, Walmart, did you say that people have to wear masks to enter and your employees have to have the COVID vaccine? Yeah, so you need to shut your shit down because that's unconstitutional. And in my city, you can't operate, bye. And it's gonna be like, hey guys, Walmart just left this. Anybody wanna create a supermarket? You can create a co-op, I will fund it. See, that's how you get shit done. The minute you put your foot down and say, I'm sorry, constitution violated, thing, bye. It's all done. It's simple. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. If you had a governor, that's it. It's not complicated. A mayor, it's not complicated. A school board, it's not complicated. They're making it complicated. That's the way it is. So going forward, we're going to be disappointing all these people that have just been elected, good or bad. We don't know. Regardless, they can't be in office because they were elected with fraudulent machines. And I'll tell you this, 
if for whatever reason, right, this is hypothetical that you live in a city that has a small amount of people and everyone, oh, we do ballots and we like vote and we use the machine, right? And you don't like who's in office. You know what you have the right to do as citizens. If you get at least a certain percentage, right, you can do your own elections and you guys can fund it yourself. You can actually say, all right, we're printing out paper or you could just buy a bunch of balls, black balls, yellow balls, blue balls, whatever, and put them in a thing, you know, a, a, a covered little, you know, milk jug, whatever you want and you vote. And then the vote comes out and the majority of your citizens voted. And then you take those votes and all of you agree as citizens. And then you're like, yeah, I know the election said you're mayor, but yeah, we don't want you as mayor. Get out. No, you can't do it. And then all you do is file in the federal court and say, all of us live in this city here. It's over this much percentage. We voted in these elections. This is the person we want to run. We want him out. I don't care about the rules and regulations. They're not made for us. We can't fix this. We're not going to wait and we're not going to play this game. It's over and you're out. You have the power to do that. It's just that everyone is of a China and doesn't do it. And, you know, I say this many, many times, but in order to keep Ohio within the country, we're going to have to take Cleveland. And unfortunately, there's candidates running now that, you know, um, are not doing their job. I know Laverne's running, but, you know, whatever. I'm not even going to go into it. Um, she seems great. She seems like a great person. But, you know, the minute the GOP has you, I'm sorry, I don't, you know, I don't. I'm sorry. The minute you're asking for money to campaign, I don't. People don't need to fund your campaign. They need to be like, hey, I'm booking this place and I'm bringing the singer. Um, I'd like you to come and speak so you can address. This is how it works. People do it themselves. They will put their own signs on their door for you. They will be putting stickers out for you. They will be booking venues to have you speak to the people. They will do it. You do not need the GOP to take your money and validate you. You don't need the DNC to do it either. Guess what? Because none of them matter. The people do. And that's what sucks. The only way you could do it is by not playing their game. That's the thing. People... They have shackled your minds and your cojones, right? You don't have to play by the rules. You supposedly set the rules. So why are they enforcing rules you never set and they're not abiding by that you don't like and don't serve you? That's all. The minute you get together, it's game over for all of them. Game over. Actually, ooh, there's a video for that. Um, hold on. Let me get it for you. Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, there we go. Let's get that. Is that it? Yes. All right. All right. Let me get this for you. And those of you that have kids have probably seen this. I mean, do we have to go back to cartoons to, to, to give the morals of the stories? Let's do it. If that's what it takes, let's do it. You ain't stay back. Oh, this was such a bad idea. You see, Hopper, nature has a certain order. The ants pick the food, the ants keep the food, and the grasshoppers leave. Weather warfare. So what did we see there? Exactly it. The storm was upon them the minute they raised their feet.
and stood tall against the bat, weather warfare, the whole nine yards. But then some divine intervention came in with a bird with hungry babies and snatched the bat all away. But if you heard what he said, he said, this time around, you may have won, but I will be back and get those ants with more of my friends next time around. Again, how many times have we done this cycle again and again and again and again? Because this is how life has been doing it in a cyclical fashion. We are oppressed. We rise up. We get lazy. We get oppressed. Rise up. Get lazy. Oppressed. It's like an endless circle of death. And that's all you're doing. It's rinse, wash, and repeat the same rubbish. This is why it was really important this time that it was harder that they come and take your kids. And this time, no one is going to come and save you until you're saving yourself. That's the only way you win. God's never, you can tell God, hey, I want to make a mountain. Hey, I want to make a, I want a pool in my backyard, God. I need a pool. He could snap his finger and be like, here's your cool pool. Nope, he's going to give you a shovel. This is how it works. Too many people have been stepping in, saving your asses, being ungrateful. Could you imagine? Can you imagine? Imagine as a parent how God feels. I've said this before. How ungrateful we are. How we're constantly doing the same thing again and again and again. <laughs> and uh, we still haven't learned. It's so bizarre. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to let you go, guys. We're going to play that dummy song because I want you to see that. Um, that portion of the video and I will see you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. Don't forget tomorrow in Ohio, Cleveland, we're going to have a ton of filings. So I'm hoping that at least they get some coverage because these people have been working nonstop to file this because they're trying to save their children and support their community. And they're even doing it for the people that don't know any better because that's what good people do. They help people that hate them. And that's how you win. When you do it out of love for others. God bless. I love the earth, but I don't really want to save it. Everything is sexist, homophobic, or it's racist. When life gives us lemons, we're supposed to want to change it. But my generation rather take some pills than escape it. Say that I'm transphobic if you want to, but one day I'll be a father. And I really hope my son don't grow up to be my daughter. I ain't trying to hurt you, please.